Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message from the Nichols Road Campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. And we are starting a series called Practicing God's Presence. And through the month of November, we're going to look at several aspects of how we engage spiritually with the Lord. And um, we're really going to boil this down and make it practical. And so forgive me if it seems simplistic at times. Uh, We're not going to go deep theologically. But let me tell you, it's the stuff that you practice that has the most importance theologically. It's one thing to understand truths, uh, but it's when you practice the truths you understand that's when they may have the power to, do, uh, to make a difference in your life. And understand that as Christ followers, we're called not only to have our lives in order, but be influencers in our community to be a force to change the world. All right? And so we need to know how to get in God's presence. Practicing the Presence of God is a title of a book by Brother Andrew, and it's a great uh, book. I'm not using that as a resource, but it's the idea that um, anything that we do, uh, that we want to do well, requires practice. Most of you probably don't know, I actually can play a guitar. But so poorly, I would never play it in front of any of you. (laughs) Because I've tried over the years to learn. But you know what I, I lack? I don't, I don't practice enough. You know, so I get into it for a few months, and I, you know, I get to a certain level, and I was like, uh, I, I set it aside. And so, whatever we do, that we anything that we want to do well, we want to uh, we want to understand that we need to practice. And practicing means uh, trial and error, making mistakes, okay, uh, and not giving up, and in uh, getting into God's presence, we need to do the same thing. Today, I'm going to be talking about prayer. Simple, simple acronym. I really want us all to really dig prayer. Is that too archaic of a <laughs> cultural term? Man, I'm digging it. That's from the 60s, right? It's groovy. <laughs> I'm going to dig prayer. What do I mean by dig? Get into it. Yeah, definitely get into it, but get into it in a particular way. One, uh, we want to be uh, praying daily. We want to be intentional and we want to do it with gratitude. And I'm going to unpack each one of those three characteristics this morning over the next uh, few minutes. So daily prayer. Daily. Everybody say daily. That means every day. Set aside time to pray. That's a discipline. Something you have to train yourself to do. In the Old Testament, you know, God took thousands of years actually created an entire nation in order to communicate the priorities of his character and how to worship and interact with him. And one of the primary uh, things that the, in the Old Testament we see is that the priest daily offered sacrifices, actually twice a day. They would offer sacrifices. And that was the way that they expressed in a very graphic, physical way, interaction with God. The psalmist is the psalm of David. 
And so King David, who we recognize as a man after God's own heart, we know he's a hero of the faith. He is, he is, uh, uh, Jesus is the descendant of David. And so David is one of the most important uh, figures in the whole Bible. And one of the things we learn from the Psalms is that he prayed daily. And in Psalm 5.3, it says, Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning... I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. That means he not only prays every day, but he has had a discipline of every morning getting up and, and presenting his request before the Lord and then spending the day, not just the five, ten minutes or hour, we don't know how long, but waiting on a daily basis uh, uh, for God's response. And so that meant he had daily expectation. You know, if you live your life with expectation, you live a different kind of life. And in fact, whatever you live expecting influences what you get. Does this make sense? So if you expect trouble, you're going to find trouble. You know why? Because there's plenty of trouble out there to find. Right? If you expect pain you're probably going to experience pain because that's what your mind is tuned to recognize and, and, and react to. And, and there's plenty of things in life to, to cause pain. But if you live expecting to see God show up in your life, you're going to be much, much more likely to experience it and to see it. And to see the answers to prayer because you prayed it and you're then waiting uh, to see God's response. We see it in the life of the prophets, Daniel 6.10 says, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, what law? What kind of law? They had to wear a mask to go into business? No, no, no. <laughs> they couldn't gather in a group of more than 100? No, 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 no. The law that he was living under and submitted, except when it got to a certain point, um, was no one was allowed to pray to anyone other than the king. Well, there's a law. That Daniel said, sorry, I can't abide by that one. He knew full well the law that anyone who prayed to anyone other than the king for I think it was a month, whatever, number of days, 40 days, something like that, 30 days, would be put to death in a lion's den. But he went, it says, uh, he knew the law had been signed. He went home, knelt down, these are the important words, as usual. In his upstairs room, with the windows open toward Jerusalem, he prayed three times a day, just as he always had done, giving thanks to his God. And so that was his routine, three times a day. He would, he would bow before the Lord, and he would pray. And, and regardless of the opposition that came into his life, he made that a priority. And of course, we... Maybe familiar with the story, he was arrested because it, the whole law was was passed just to ca uh, catch Daniel because he knew he would. They knew he would pray, and so it was just a, a, a setup to be able to throw him into the lion's den. But guess what? God delivered him from the lion's den, didn't he? Right, and so it turned out to be something that was a, a great a story, not only for da uh, Daniel's life and day, but for us thousands of years later. But if he hadn't been consistent in daily prayer, we wouldn't have that story in the Bible. Come on. Are you hearing me? 
So what story are you missing out on because you haven't been practicing consistent daily prayer? Don't miss out on your opportunity to be a hero for, for God, to see miracles by God because you fail to uh, discipline yourself to pray regularly. Finally, uh, Jesus teaches in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. And so it assumes that that's a prayer that you're going to pray every day. And we know that Jesus prayed on a daily basis. And so disciplining ourselves to daily pray. Now, the second one is intentional. So that would be with meaning and not just random. Uh, researchers say that 55% of all adults pray daily. Okay, doesn't matter what they are. Christian, non-Christian, atheist, doesn't matter. Just over the course of life, everybody prays. And in 79% of evangelical Protestants, that would be people <clears throat> attending churches or practicing a faith that is similar to us, close to 80% say, yeah, well, I pray every day. And that's great. But by personal experience, <laughs> like my own life and the lives of people that I have uh, uh, pastored in over 30 years, I'm pretty sure most of those prayers are just spontaneous prayers or done without our full attention. So you're driving to work and, you're, and you pray up a few prayers or, uh, you know, something happens and you go, oh, God, please help this. And, and those are valid prayers. I'm not minimizing the importance of that. But that's not what we're talking about when we're talking about intentional prayer. To move closer to God in your prayer life, you need to be more intentional. And that includes uh, more structured in your prayer. Is our prayer life as planned and as purposeful and as consistent as the priests and the prophets in the Old Testament? Is it? For me, I would have to say nowhere near, even though I do pray daily. I know that there's a lot further I have to go. And the realization that with um, the Holy Spirit abiding in us and and the knowledge that Jesus Christ is the Messiah who died for us, we should be all the more motivated to pray consistently. The Old Testament priests and prophets didn't know a fraction of the truth that we know and didn't have access because we have access to the most holy place. When we pray, the Bible says we enter into the holy of holies through the body of Jesus Christ that was uh, died on the cross as we celebrated earlier in the service with communion. His death and the shedding of his blood enabled us to have access to the Holy of Holies, who only the one priest, the high priest, could enter that space one time a year. We have access 24-7. And our prayer life should be far more than their prayer life was because we have so much greater access. Unfortunately, we don't realize it. Well, we forget the significance of it. You know, or we we allow our lives to get crowded with other things, other distractions. And jobs are important. Family's important. I understand the difficulty. I had four kids. I know what it's like. I have a a very demanding job. But to prioritize practicing the presence by entering into 
God's presence in prayer. Jesus did this. It's in uh, Mark 1 and numerous places in the Gospels. It's before daybreak, the next morning, Jesus got up and went in, to an isolated place to pray. Throughout the Scriptures, we see Jesus often getting away, being by himself, uh, to pray and to engage in communion with the Lord. Jesus taught that we should go into our prayer closet whether that's literal or figurative, and spend time personally interacting with God. What we need to do to be intentional in our prayer lives is to develop a system to spend time daily in an intentional and structured form of prayer. Now, I'm not going to tell you to use my system. I I really don't like it when someone has a system and they force me to use their system. I like to remember something, and they try to explain to me how they remember something. And it's like, I don't need to remember whatever I need to remember and also remember how you remember it. (laughs) I'll figure out my own way to remember that. Thank you very much. Uh, But it's important to have some system, some way, and some way to keep track. Um, A few years ago, we, as a church, encouraged everyone to use this uh, app. It's called the Echo Prayer app. And for your personal prayer, it's free. It's really simple. And since then, I've used that. And so I can add prayer requests, uh, and uh, each day I can just hit a button. Uh, so the first thing I do every day, uh, not every day, uh, the first thing I try to do every day, I, I'm not 100%, but this is my normal routine, is, um, you know, obviously make coffee. <laughs> and so that I'm awake when I actually uh, then read Scripture. I want the first thing I read every morning to be, the Bible. And so, and I do that on my phone now too, uh, uh, a Bible app that I can have bookmarks. And, uh, and so I spend some time, I read several chapters in scripture, and then I then open up the app uh, for prayer. And I just discipline myself. I'm not going to open up any other app. You know, Facebook, the news, God forbid, who would want to start their morning with news? Right? Start your morning with the good news, all right, of the truth of Jesus. And then talk to Jesus. Talk to the Father about that. So there are tons of prayer apps. The Echo one was just uh, happened to be free and easy. It's simple. A lot of the other ones give you the prayers to pray, but that's okay. Uh, Find one that works for you. The Book of Common Prayer, if you've never heard of it, if you grew up in the Catholic or Anglican, uh, you probably know of this because they use it. It has daily prayers that people have been praying for centuries. The, the cool thing, and, and uh, you know, every church, including our church, has issues. You know, and the Catholic Church, Anglican, are, are, are just churches, and so they're not perfect in any way. But it's really neat, and I, my mind got changed on this whole idea uh, a number of years ago when I met a man who's now a friend. <clears throat> He's a pastor in in British Columbia, and he actually got saved by uh, uh, his salvation and his his commitment to a really walk following Jesus that eventually led him into ministry was the Book of Common Prayer, which shocked me because if you've ever read it, it's it just seems really to me kind of dry and formulaic. But for someone like him, it structure it gave him a structure that he could follow that in that structure he found freedom. Where I got saved into a hyper-charismatic church, and so, it, you know, 
I got freedom. <laughs> I don't need help with freedom. Uh, so, and I've actually used the Book of Common Prayer. There's there's edited ones that are shorter. The full-on one just is huge. But it's it's a very practical. It's been used for, and the other benefit of it is that you're joining with the same prayer that millions of people are praying every the same day around the world. Yeah, that's kind of cool, isn't it? You're praying the same prayers and reading the same Bible verses as millions and millions of people on a daily basis. And so for that, I think it's, it's pretty cool. But find something, maybe just a simple list of names and needs that you have, uh, and take a few minutes to pray. Do you realize five minutes a day equals 30 hours of, of, of prayer? If you just devote five minutes a day, it accumulates. 20 minutes a day accumulates to 120 hours in a year, or that would be five whole 24-hour period days. Like if you just decided you're going to take 24 hours to pray, that would be pretty intense, wouldn't it? Or 10 days where you, all, your entire waking day you were in prayer, 12 hours in prayer for 10 days. That would be intense, right? You can accomplish it incrementally by just praying 20 minutes a day. And over the course of the year, you're accruing the benefit of spending uh, extended time in prayer. Now, let me tell you, the way to learn how to pray longer is to pray longer. (laughs) If you think 20 minutes in prayer would be hard, impossible, take uh, one day and schedule yourself that you're not going to do anything but pray for a full hour. Set a timer. You're not going to look at anything other than to pray for an hour or two hours. That'd be even better. And then the next time you pray and you're limited to 20 minutes, you're going to fill up that time really quick. All right? It works. This is from personal experience. Or how could you pray for an hour? I'll tell you how to pray for an hour. All right? Set a day where you're going to do nothing but pray for six hours or 10 hours. And force yourself, lock yourself in a room. Have a timer that goes off every 15 minutes to wake you up if you fall asleep. All right? And then go back into prayer. Pray through verses in the Bible. And you do that once or twice, then praying for an hour is hard because you you don't have enough time, let alone praying praying 20 minutes or five minutes. I'm serious. This is how I, I have learned how stretched my capacity Take three days and do nothing but prayer and read scripture. I've done that. It's powerful. And it makes me able to pray shorter periods uh, better. And the final one is with gratitude. So daily, intentional, and with gratitude. Um, There was one day, I remember it very clearly. It was early in my Christian walk. I was actually driving through the parking lot of uh, what used to be called West Main Mall or Maple Hill Mall. I remember right where I was, <laughs> driving, and I was, I don't even know what I was praying about, but I was like, God, please, please, God, please, 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 please. And I, it was one of those experiences where it's, it was almost audible, where God said, you're a son, not a beggar, act like one. Like he rebuked me for begging. God was offended that I, as a son, would come and beg in the same way that I would be if one of my children came and were, was begging for something that I could easily give them. I'd be like, what are you doing? Just ask. 
You can have it. And God rebuked me. And, and from that time, I'm, I've been very careful. It's okay to, to intercede, to plead, and to strive in prayer. But don't position yourself as a beggar. You're a son or daughter. And he hears your prayer. And so coming with an attitude of gratitude changes your perspective, changes how you pray. Colossians says, devote yourself to prayer. Keep alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. In Thessalonians 5, 16, it says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's God's will for you to be grateful. In Philippians 4, 6, very familiar uh, common verse says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And we have a lot of things that we can be anxious for. Have you heard there's an election this week? <clears throat> you know what Christians should do? Yeah, we should vote. But I just told someone actually earlier this morning, the proper response for a Christian is to pray, not protest. Now, there are times where we may be called to protest. But we need to pray. Whatever the outcome of this election, we need to be in prayer. And you know what? We need to be happy. Because the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. But we need to be thankful. We need to rejoice. Whether the person we voted for wins, or whether the person we, we can't imagine winning wins. We need to rejoice. Whether coronavirus ends tomorrow, or lasts another year, we need to what? Rejoice. And listen, if you're praying with gratitude, you're going to be positioned to be grateful throughout the day. But if you're not, you won't. Are you hearing me? Somebody say amen. amen. All right. <clears throat> uh, when it comes to attitude of gratitude, it changes our perspective, and it changes how we uh, approach issues in our lives. I think the Lord's Prayer is a great outline for prayer. Uh, when we end the service, Pastor Bill's going to pass out uh, an outline that helps us see the Lord's Prayer <clears throat> And how to use it as an outline. You know, Jesus, right before he shared uh, with his followers uh, the Lord's Prayer uh, in Matthew, he said, you know, don't pray with vain repetitions. Well, it was saying the same thing over and over again. He didn't follow that by giving us a vain repetition called the Lord's Prayer that we can just spout out by memory, okay? It's actually a very, very... Um, uh, uh, a prayer that's laid out in an order that actually gives us an outline of how to pray. And I was taught how to do this early in my Christian life, and to this day I use the Lord's Prayer as a basic outline of how to structure my prayer. Of course, you can always go to God and pray anything, but praying the Lord's Prayer is a powerful way to enter in God's presence. And just uh, reading through this and praying it. Uh, so let's stand and pray right now and close the service with a prayer. Ready? We're actually going to pray. Praying out loud is good, even if you're alone. Highly recommend it. Pray out loud. You don't have to do the whole time, but take time to pray out loud. Has power to change the atmosphere. All right, join with me. Uh, in this manner, the Father, uh, see, in this manner, therefore, pray. Ready? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now pray it. Don't just say it. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, 
but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, you just prayed. God bless you. You are dismissed. Get an outline from Pastor Bill before you leave and pray daily. Thank you so much for coming. Tune back in next week as we continue our series on practicing the presence of God. Um, Do we have the prayer team ready? I don't know if that's ready yet. We're going to reinstitute prayer and rainbow ministry uh, shortly, probably next week. So uh, for that type of ministry, God bless you. You are dismissed. Thanks for coming. Come on back next week.